This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Clinton Bloody Baptiste here uh, in uh, in a room that I've cleaned. Have you noticed, Linda? Oh, yes, I can see a bit of floor. There's a bit of floor here now, and um, I've cleaned. See the tea stains, the tea marks. What's brought this on? Do you know what? I tell you what, I had. This is absolutely true. Sorry about this, listeners. We're not, not going to plan to talk about this, but I had my nephew had some friends over. Aha! Uh-huh. He turned twenty years old, right? And I said, "You can use my office if you like." Fucking. And hell. then you were gripped with the fear and thought, "I must do something about." No, that. no. I got up the next morning. There's broken glass in here. Oh. Some of my props that I use when I go and do my live tours. Uh, if I, if I, not use, that one. Not that I big use... black rubber one. <laughs> yeah, that was... God knows where someone would put that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was... Um, if I use the term toupee, occasionally I add to my natural hair. Mm. That had clearly been worn by some bastard. <laughs> I went bloody mad. I said, if I let you use my office, I don't expect all this shit all over the place. He went, I don't know anything about it. So I don't know how he doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, the upshot was, on Sunday, I got my... Marigolds out. Yes. And I gave it a good old scrub and I hoovered the place up. Oh, you know when someone... Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. I'll edit all this later. You know when somebody, particularly a youngster, makes an abortive attempt to sweep up some broken glass and yet you find loads of it hidden under things, under chairs, the lot. This little bastard, whoever it was... With their tobacco, with their rolling cigarettes, no doubt marijuana or a cannabis. Jazz fags, yeah. Jazz fags. Uh, so I found all this shit paraphernalia all over the place. This is my office! This is the, pa- the epicentre of my kingdom. Oh, the violation is real. The violation is real. You've heard her. Well, concurring with me about the bloody young bastards, it's Linda Pollock. Linda, Linda! Oh, it's wonderful to have you here, Linda. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. There seems to have been some sort of memo gone out in the animal kingdom, though, and I would like to retract it. I don't know who's responsible for sending it out. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Right, so, in the last six months, I have taken to the vets... Yes? ...no fewer than six animals that I do not possess. Mother Teresa! Mother Teresa! Two fledglings, a uh, 
stray dog famously. Yes. Hedgehogs is the latest one. Hedgehogs? Yes. How on earth did you get involved with them? Hedgehogs! There was a baby one sleeping in my scrub. Okay, go on. And what happened? I call, they, they, I they were call it shrubbery, but it's turned to scrub. Right. So anyway, I found but that your pample grass you keep in the front. <laughs> it's not pampas grass. Pampas grass. What a bloody swinger! <laughs> By the way, apparently pampas grass is not the signal for swinging anymore. It's a pineapple upside down. Oh, I did hear something about that, yes. and I, I am aware I call it pample grass. I've been calling that. <laughs> Maybe that's why your swinging you parts have been what? so weird. <laughs> I I said I called it pample grass on stage last night. No wonder nobody <laughs> laughed at that bit. Pampas grass. Yeah. Pampas grass. Make note to self. Put pampas grass in script. <laughs> Go on. What? So yeah. So I found it in my scrub. Uh, it was a baby hedgehog. Right. Asleep during the day. It was very cute, and I took right. it to the vets, and they extracted a couple of ticks, although they left a massive, bloody big one. Right, go on. And then I took it home and left it in the cat box for another few hours while the sun went down, and go then on. I released it. Oh, so he was fully cured? I think he'd just been a bit too hot in the sunshine, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. That's what could have been happening. But, you know, fellow nature lovers, if you see a hedgehog out during the day, you know it's not right. You know, you've got to do your bit. Do... And for any of our wildlife, natural history people out there, do these things hibernate or is that nonsense? No, no they hibernate, don't Hedgehogs they? Hedgehogs do, yeah. You know when Blue Peter... Wasn't there something about Blue Peter putting a tortoise yeah. in, a, in a box? That They don't actually hibernate. Oh, they, they do? do. I think that... We used to dig up every year. One, a different one. one of our listeners can get in touch and tell us. There's a certain... I know that Blue Peter used to put something in... George. What? It was George the Hedgehog. Okay. No, not Hedgehog. Tortoise have got hedgehogs on the brain. Something like that. And I know that... For, I, I thought that they brought something out and it actually turns out it doesn't hibernate. They do. OK. Perhaps if they spent less time on the gear with Blue <laughs> Peter <laughs> presenters, they might actually bloody well know something! Anyway, I was going to say, so it's turned bigger. The animals are getting bigger. I had a stray cat in my house. Oh, Christ, we're still, on the, in my we're house. still on the animals. Don't worry, nearly <laughs> done. Go on. Went upstairs, put my pyjamas on about 10pm. It'd been a warm, balmy evening, so I'd had all my doors open. Yes. Went upstairs, put my pyjamas on, and put my pyjama top on, turned yeah. round, and my grey cat is sitting on the windowsill. Oh, yeah, needless detail. Needless detail. I say to her, hello, and I use the name. I'm not going to tell you what her name is. That's right. for her privacy. Right. Um, but then uh, then I realised this grey cat had white socks. Right. So not my cat at all, making itself at home in my bedroom. Yeah, needless detail. And then it was legging it around the house, oh, and I didn't know whether it had God. left or not. Turning But up. now I know it's left because it came back a couple of days ago and was hiding under my kitchen. How did Emilio get on with your dad? Which is what interests me more <laughs> than this wildlife bollocks. Um, well, I'm afraid to say that for your entertainment is not going to be a very great one. Go on. They got on fine. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Yeah. There was a slight misunderstanding when Emilio was telling him about compass dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, they got on like a house on fire. My dad regaled him with all the stories of when we used to go to Fuengirola on holiday. Yes. Emilio is not from Fuengirola, but no. he nodded and smiled along gamely. Well, that's what you want. That that's good, isn't it? And um did he what did he did he watch the World Cup, Emilio, with you? Did he was he rooting for the other lot? Um I have no idea. I should okay. ask him, shouldn't Don't I? Matter. Oh, we should yeah, prepare. Let's say yes. Try and prepare before we start. He's the not podcast. really a football man. No, he's, he's what he's a dancer. dancer. That's what he is. That's what he is. <laughs> Lots of people this week. We'll cut all that out. Lots of people this week rang in 
to, I'm so delighted to leave a message on Skype Ooh. for us. We we put the call out. The producer put the call out. Laurie put the producer. Uh, the producer put the call out, and people actually got in touch. Good. But this is one that really tickled my fancy. It's Sally Gillespie. We live in a Victorian house, and I was lying in bed, and I was on my own, and I felt that the bed was shaking as if somebody was bouncing on the bottom of the bed. And I looked around, there was no one there. And then there was another case where we were sleeping in the bedroom in the cellar and we could hear footsteps above us when we were the only people in the house. And we heard footsteps um, in the middle of the night going up the staircase. When we were going to the toilet. <laughs> oh, we really like that contribution <laughs> from that fella. I think I can assume it's her husband. Well, or, or it's a ghost. Or it's a ghost. I like just to be clear. He said, <laughs> "Thank you for that wonderful contribution." He had two things to say. Something about we heard we heard footsteps, and <laughs> we'll get to the phone call in a minute. I just want to ask you. Do you ever ha- did you ever have a boyfriend, a brother, a sister, a relative, someone close to you who likes to chime in when you're on the yes. flipping phone? Here it is, right? My granddad could yeah. never be bothered to actually have the conversation. Right. But they had an extension. So I'd be talking oh, to my grandma. Right. And we'd be having a good old chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. And then yeah. all of a sudden you'd be aware of some breathing. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and then he would sometimes he was oh I he'd <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? So irritating, isn't it? That's <laughs> right. Granddad, are you going to join in? <laughs> I forgot about that. An extension on the phone. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, thank you to Sally's husband, whose contribution was... When we were going to the toilet. When we were going to the toilet. <laughs> Let's ask Sally. I wonder whether her husband's going to be there. Let's go to Sally now. <laughs> Sally, are you there? And are you in Worcester? Is that correct, my love? Um, uh, yes, I am. And um, there's been some pretty spooky things going on. It, where, where you are now? or Not in this house, but in my partner's house. I'm just um, nearby. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty unsettling. Right. And ab- about your partner, um, he liked to chime in a, a little bit there. Um, you know, he, he managed to... Well, he, he furnished with information that it was when he was on the way to the toilet that was just as well, because ghosts can be scary like that. Uh, what, <laughs> is he? He's not there to join in this morning. He's not, I'm afraid, no. He, he's been too traumatised by the whole experience. Um, please just expand on... Thank you for your lovely message. Please expand, Sally. Yeah. So it was a regular Friday night. I was just settling down for a, an early night and yes. um, got into bed, snuggled on down, um, shut my eyes, and uh, Russell was in the bathroom at that time. Um, right. I later does, found out. Tell me, does he have IBS? I mean, a lot, a lot of his... <laughs> Time appears to be it's a toilet fixation. This geezer, yeah. So he was in the there's you Sally. I mean, you're very good. You're very good. Yeah, I mean, well, I am. I, this is this is my skill. <laughs> but you're snuggling down for what sounds like a sort. You know, who goes to bed early on a Friday night? <laughs> I mean, and Russell's in in the toilet. Yeah. You know, doing doing dropping the kids off or whatever. But what, <laughs> tell me. Go on, yeah, sorry, carry on. Russell's in the bog, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I'm just, yeah, 
Cozy gone down, and then I became aware that the bed was um, somebody was bouncing on the bed, and I thought this is pretty strange behaviour. Yeah. Um, if this is Russell, when I, you know, I knew he was in the bathroom, and it can yes. take some time. And um, yeah, I, and I thought I just lay there and thought, I'm not uh, sure what's happening here. So, sorry, Sally. What, what do you mean? It might take some time. I mean, does he? I mean, does he have a problem? I don't <laughs> back to Russell. What what, what takes a lot of time? Clinton, what, what, many problems. Many problems. Yeah. <laughs> What takes a long time in the toilet with him? Because you can see people about this stuff. You can send off for some sort of blood testing thing which will tell you which yeah. foods you're allergic to. <laughs> so oh, we've been there and done that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's um, you know, he likes to take his time um, with his ablutions. So okay. I, I wasn't, so, so, so I, I was, you know, just waiting and yes. um, expectingly. And yes, then that, before I knew t- it. <laughs> what a turn on. Yes, go on. Yes. <laughs> It felt like someone was bouncing on the end of the bed. I thought it was a little bit aggressive, but, you know, it is Friday. And um, I just Uh lay there and kept my eyes shut. And um, Normally that that happens to me when when I've got someone waiting in bed. Eyes shut, (laughs) clench, clenching hold of the sides of the bed, hoping the whole thing will be be over soon, yeah. And then I looked around and um, there was nobody there and there was nothing there and Russell was still in the bathroom. And then it stopped. Did you say, Russell, for Christ's sake, can you finish what you're doing and get out of here? Um, Pretty much. And he'd had the same thing happen to him. He wasn't at all surprised by what had happened. Bloody hell. Did you two huddle together and go, right, we've got to get out of here? Did you call anyone in? How seriously did you take it? We took it seriously because it's a very old house. It's a Victorian house that used to be owned by a doctor. Right. And um, we uh, he's done a lot of research into the house. Um, and he'd had it happen before, so he completely believed me. He said, yeah, I've had that happen. And weirdly, it wasn't that scary. It was all over before you knew it, really. It probably went on for about 15 seconds. Would you sleep that night? Were you... Were yes, you it was fine. Really? It was quite... It just wasn't... I can't describe it. We've had a couple of incidents in the house, um, and weirdly, it was it was it did it was kind of comforting. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't scary. Wow. Strangely. Well, that's very often, Sally. I feel like that too. Ghosts do come and visit me, and I feel comforted. What was the other story about being in a basement and you heard someone plunking around upstairs? <laughs> well, we sometimes sleep in the cellar. I know that sounds a bit fritzlesque, but we, we go Why? down there in the Why? summer months. Why? Oh, someone to keep cool. Yeah. Yes, we moved down there in the hot weather that we, you know, we get a lot of in Worcester, and um, we were again. It was a Friday night, a bit yes. later this time. We've been to see um, uh, Indiana Jones, so it was a bit later, and yeah. um, we heard okay. um, footsteps um, above our head and um, walking on the floorboards. There are floorboards in the hall, right? And again, that went on for a bit longer that time, but there was no one else in the house. And did Russell shit himself or did he manage to get to the bathroom and spend the usual amount of time? I think he did have to go to the bathroom. Yes, yeah, I don't yeah. But do you see there's a pattern working yes. out? And if you do speak to this doctor again, the, mm. the ghostly doctor, perhaps you yes. could ask him about Russell's, yes. <laughs> you know, internal yeah. problems. Um, yeah. Look, Sally, you're going to go six or seven on the leaderboard with this. Yes. Um, If there's anything more, you know, if any more spooky stuff does happen, we would love to hear about it. Um, I would like to suggest some Pepto-Bismol or one of these (laughs) things. 
Russell. Just have a look at the diet. As I say, come back to me yeah. and just 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 see how it goes. I mean, you might want to take a sample of, of, of some kind. Just see how it goes. More roughage is is often. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough night that night. Go it on. was. It was a rough night that night. Uh, Sally, thank you very very much. Wonderful. You're welcome. What are you going to be doing today, Sally? I'm actually going to an open garden in Edgbaston in Birmingham. That's oh, what I'm doing. Do you, you young people listening. I'm living actually, the dream. Do you know what? That really appeals to me. I'm getting so <laughs> ancient now. There is nothing I'd like more. To, and Edgbaston's <laughs> quite nice, isn't it? It is, I did, yeah. I did a lovely gig there with um, Barbara Nice, you know, Janice oh, Connolly from Phoenix Nights in Edgbaston. Oh, I had a lovely time. Like an open-air, little mini-theatre open-air. I can't remember where it was. Edgbaston's lovely. So you young people, when you get to my and Sally's age, and she's probably considerably younger than me, but (laughs) that sort of thing will appeal to you. Will you have Mm. a nice cup of tea and maybe some kind of homemade cake there, do you think? Yes, I will. Some Victoria sponge. How lovely. Well, keep that away from Russell. I find the eggs and the that the flower may conflagrate his problem. Anyway, lots of love, Sally. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Please keep in touch with me, will you? Yes. Send my love to Russell. And yeah. um, I mean, if Russell ever wants to come and speak to us, that would be lovely. If you can get him out of the bathroom, he'd be really keen to. I know he'd love you to come over and, and meet the doctor. Come, come over? What, come over and record? Yeah. Stay overnight or some such thing? Possibly, yes. Yeah, okay. Why not? Don't look at me like that. What I meant was in, a, in, a, in an investigative capacity, not not a, a, a sexual one. But um, listen, my love, well, look, if Russell wants to come on and speak to us... Yes, I can ask him. I think he'd like he that. If ha- haul himself off the pan, we'd love to speak <laughs> to him. All right, well, look, get Russell to get in touch yeah. with us and perhaps we will speak to Russell and judging on how entertaining he is, maybe we'll go or maybe we'll just forget the whole bloody <laughs> thing. All right, Sally, thank you, my love. OK, no problem. Bye. Bye. Well, we will get in touch with Russell. And I want to tell you this. I got. The, I must tell you this very quickly. Hold on. Just fill while I'm looking for this on my on my uh, email. I'm just a girl who can't say no. Right, thank I'm you. Bit, okay. Russell, Sally's husband, boyfriend, sent me this. Sorry, sent me this. <laughs> we had a... <laughs> <laughs> we had a chocolate eclair before we started. For breakfast. For breakfast. Objectivism. Can you believe it? Not that we were together having breakfast <laughs> and uh, chocolate eclair is not a euphemism for anything else. It was. At, we weren't in bed having... It was a cake. <laughs> I arrived at 9.30am. I was not in bed with Linda enjoying a chocolate eclair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. No. Terrible image. No. Sorry. No, I mean, sorry. I mean, that that was... Uh, what I buy that, I didn't mean... <laughs> Let's get on with it. It's pathetic, this We program. sound now like we're covering up. Sorry, this is... I mean, for anyone who thinks that this podcast... I called it a programme last time. It's not. It's nothing as grand as a programme. Anyone who thinks that this podcast display. is a... Display. It's a display. A dis, this display <laughs> of, of egotism <laughs> is uh, too puerile, too lavatorial, <laughs> 
too um, too many puerile double entendres. For a, you heard for a fact that was them who did all that toilet. <laughs> just nothing to do with me. No. Anyway, what I was going to say was this, and now I've lost it again. Ross, Ross here, Sally's husband. Sally said you may be interested in speaking to me too. I think I can be persuaded. Uh, then he says, it's an interesting observation about IBS. My late what? mother had had that. I was never too sure what it was when she used to go on about it. In terms of our spooky experiences, I can assure you we are not cranks. This is very real. We are both professional people. All right, Russ, calm down. Don't shit yourself again. We've also both experienced these things together and separately regards Russ. So, you know, Surely I think... Professor Russ or Prof- Dr. Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, I think you and I will go and stay... Should we go there? We go up there and um, go and check out... I don't know. OK. This could be a ruse. Is there pamplegrass in the window? Is there pamplegrass in the window, Ross? Anyway, <laughs> let's get on with it. We turn to our... Let's get down to the meat of the thing. Yeah. Our first story from Fate and Fortune. Uh, uh, t- take a break, Fate and Fortune. The evil dead tried to kill my hubby. And I know for a fact... You hate the word hobby, oh my don't you? God, yes, it makes my ovaries shrivel. Any other terms you don't like before we Wifey. get... Wifey. Wifey, my better half. <laughs> I tell you what I don't like. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me for a while. And <laughs> Although my, ner- my niece did make me laugh the other day Tom. when she said to me... Yeah, Auntie Linda, that's a you problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is a you problem. You know... Um, Obviously, the other one I don't like, you know, she's got a wacky sense of humour. Oh, God, wacky. I've got a wacky sense of humour. As soon as someone says, oh, I'm a bit wacky, you think wanker. Wanky is what I... (laughs) Yeah, a bit wanky. And, uh, no, but the thing, the one I really can't bear, which sneaked into the lexicon of the British idiom, is... That's just me. Take, take, take it or oh leave it. Oh, my God. Take that, it or leave it. That's shorthand for I'm an arsehole and I'm never going to change. <laughs> yeah. Take it or leave it. You know, that's just me. Speakers are fine. Well, why don't you not do that? Yeah. It's called being rude. It's called being rude. Try and be diplomatic. These are things you learn. Diplomacy. Can I file under that one? Because I think that they are yeah. sisters, if not Although twins. Although filing under that one is something <laughs> that annoys me as well. Not being funny, but... They're about to not be funny. They're about to be rude. And or not being rude, but right here we are. Um, don't get offended. I'm going to show Linda something on the screen now. Yeah, ain't going to lie. Please, ain't going to lie. I'm I'm not going to lie. No, because what they're going to do instead is shove their shit in your direction. (laughs) Whatever insecurities they're sitting on, maybe they feel like they're not achieving as much as they should do. Maybe they're jealous of you a little bit. Ain't going to lie. Always proceeds. So have some of this. Yeah, that's right. And, and all, well, apart from when it's something of no significance whatsoever, not going to lie, I don't fancy Chinese tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, everyone's scrupulously honest suddenly. Oh. What? what you're not going to lie? Oh, I, I so expected you to lie about that. I literally shat myself. Literally, right? <laughs> literally you didn't, did you? Yeah, go and, uh, go and see the same Dr Ross <laughs> needs to go and see. Anyway. But my uh, nieces do that as well when, when they're just confirming what you've said. So you'll say, oh, I went to the shop and it was like chocker. Yeah. And they'll go, yeah, literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Thanks for confirming. The other one of theirs is, and this is this is branching off into kid speak. Yeah. Mums is a new one. Have you heard that one? Oh, go on. Mums is short for on my mum's life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, mums. 
I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, I quite mums. like that. Yeah, mums. Why mums. bring the mums into it? She's not been asked to be brought into your web well, of lies. Well, you younger people, good luck to you. You're all learning. Namaste. Literally. Literally, namaste, literally to you guys. <laughs> Not going to lie, we've got to get on with this. <laughs> mums. The, mums. The evil, what was it called again? The evil dead tried to kill my hubby <laughs> and it's £300 yeah. for this story. So bear that in mind. Bear that in mind. Spooky music, please. Linda, as we tell the story of demons lurking in our home, took over Andrew's body, leaving me with only minutes to save him. Is Andrew going to do something unspeakable and then blame it on the demons? Because I think I know that guy. <laughs> OK. Well, we'll find out from Wendy Woodburn, 34. Here we go. Crawling into bed after a long day at work, I turned on the TV. What shall we watch, Andrew? I asked my partner, Andrew. <laughs> but he was already asleep. How does he do that? I muttered. When something snapped me from my thoughts. A smoky, see-through figure in the corner of the room. The spirits are very strong tonight. My stomach lurched. <laughs> Moments later, it disappeared. But then another one crawled under the bed. That day in January 2021 was the start of a living nightmare in the house where we'd only lived for seven months. Each night the shadowy figures would return, only whatever it was grew gradually stronger. Too scared to tell Andrew, I kept what I'd seen to myself. <laughs> Bullshit! <laughs> Hold on, stop so the music. Something crawling under your bed and you don't tell the person you're sharing a bed with. Well, Bullshit. They want 300 quid for this, so <laughs> what are you going to say? It'll be quite a short one, if not. Then, music. Then one night, I woke to a sudden whoosh as the blanket flew up in the air. <laughs> you knew I was going to do that, Did didn't you? you? Uh, in the air. Something was grabbing my ankles, trying to drag me out of bed. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. Terrified, I ripped my legs from its crutches and turned on the light. Oh, sorry, clutches from its clutches and turned on the light. A creature like the others was crawling on the floor. Oh, Christ! It was actually a rectangular shape. Only this time I could make out its scaly skin and glowing red eyes. It looked up and launched itself a bit! Oh, my God. Waking up next morning. What? Hold on, waking up next morning, this is so... This is badly written, this, isn't it? Re well, I'm supposed to say... believe that this thing lunged at this person and then waking up next morning... <laughs> oh, yeah, I decided it was all just a horrible dream. Yeah, OK. okay. Until heading to the bathroom to get ready for work, I noticed bruising on my ankles, along with strange scratch marks. What the heck? My mind began to spin out of control. Things carried on this way for a whole week until, one evening, I had enough. No, I shouted, wagging my finger at the creature. <laughs> Naughty! As it appeared, result! It left me alone after that. Oh, my fucking God. This is terrible. But as I soon discovered, they turned their intentions to Andrew instead. One night I woke to a trickling sound. Oh no, he's not going in yes, the laundry it does. basket. Is yeah, it? it does. Yeah, that's what Turning happened. Turning on the light, I realised to my horror that, oh, Andrew was weeing on the wall nearest the bathroom. It happens. It yeah. happens. What are you doing? I cried in disbelief. 
He started mumbling in a weird voice in a language I couldn't understand. His eyes didn't look the same either. Pissed out his head. It was like it wasn't even him. Andrew couldn't remember the incident afterwards. Mitty was as scared as me. I've seen the shadows too, he admitted. Hank Marvin, when he when he, he was in the shadows, wasn't he? <laughs> when I told him what I'd been experiencing. All right, all right. Can we just double back? All right, turn so the music off. She's Go caught on. him having a nocturnal wee emission wee. up yeah. the wall, right? Yeah, Which yeah. happens. Yes, yes, yes. I've known people and it's, it just happens. It's it's physiological, it's not psychic. And sometimes if you're in the room you don't recognise, you might go... And on. often if you're pissed. And often if you're, you're pissed, yeah. yes. But then she tells him about the shadows and he goes, oh, yeah, 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 I've seen them as well. Well, of course, it's a handy thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's handy, I've seen them. I wasn't pissed out me yet. Um, music. I'd always believed in spirits, but I didn't know how to handle what was happening to us. So we called our friend Crystal over to cleanse the house. Should have got me. And hoped that would work. It didn't. The following day, I found Andrew in tears outside. Mm. He poured himself a drink uh-huh. to settle his nerves. Surprise. Trying to make light of the situation, he toasted the spirits. Only his daft joke had actually invited the demon <gasps> back inside. Oh, the silly bastard. I can feel something evil in there, he said. Now, too scared to spend another night here, we hurried inside to pack an overnight bag. I left Andrew sitting on the sofa while I sorted our clothes in the bedroom. When I came back down, he had a strange look on his face and his eyes were vacant. (laughs) Suddenly, his eyes rolled to the back of his head. My mind was whirring. It was like Andrew was possessed. He then collapsed and began vomiting. I mean... I tried to help him back up so he wouldn't choke, but he shook me off. No, I refuse to let you do this, I screamed, pulling his head up. In desperation, I called an ambulance and said he'd had too much to drink. But then Andrew, or whatever it was inside him, filled the bath with water and jumped in with all his clothes on. This thing was trying to kill him! To my relief, I soon heard sirens. After a big struggle, Andrew began to come round and the paramedics helped him outside. He told them about the demons in the house. Um, We're having issues with our home being haunted, I nodded, embarrassed, but also making sure they knew he wasn't crazy. Yeah, that's that sorted then. After they left, I grabbed his bag, shouting, I know you're there, but you can't scare me. Imagine being their neighbours. Oh, Christ. Yeah, he's got a drink problem next door. She's blaming it on spirits. <laughs> scaly cre- The scaly creature crawling all over the floor. It's fucking Andrew, isn't it? Pissed out of his head. Uh, as I walked to the car, I could feel the dark heaviness in the airlift we'd escaped. This goes on and on and on, this piece of shit. Later, after checking into a hotel, we went down for the pizza. Yeah, pizza. And Andrew's phone rang. What kind of pizza? <laughs> Do tell us. It was a shaman called Grace who'd heard all about it to a friend and booked up three weeks straight she said but i'll give you protection so you can live in the house in the meantime we waited on the phone while she got to work there it's done she said after a few minutes you should be okay now returning to the house we were, the following morning we were still really scared but grace's protection spell had worked though <laughs> the knocking and scratching sounds continued we still saw creatures 
We knew they couldn't come close. That's a botch. When, eh? She's botched that job, hasn't she? She totally hasn't she, Grace? I wouldn't <laughs> employ her. When the point finally arrived, Grace cleared our home remotely. All right, so on the phone she did it, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, I don't know if she charged the same amount of money. <laughs> and closed a big portal in your bathroom It was letting the demons in. Oh, the yeah. She explained afterwards. It must have been there when you moved in. Nearly finished, don't worry. Grace explained that the demons had targeted Andrew because he's suffering from PTSD and drink from... <laughs> oh, no, sorry, from his time in the armed forces. Mm. Sorry, I do I do apologise about that. When a person goes through severe trauma, a piece of our soul breaks off and leaves a hole in our aura which acts like a magnet for negative entities, right. she okay. added. Sorry, right, I didn't, no. didn't, well, didn't realise. Grace booked Andrew in for some soul retrieval sessions to repair his aura what rather than i don't know therapy he was always arsehole that's why yeah anyway sorry about that that's for me i didn't realize he had ptsd uh, walking through the house afterwards everything felt very quiet and still as if we could breathe again after a year of terror our nightmare was over but we decided to move away i shared our nightmare with a few people i could trust that's amazing wendy you're a medium, what? they all kept telling me, hey? That's what? How's she a medium? She was just the person they dragged out of bed by her ankles. She was the conduit. All right. I'd always assume... She'll tell you now. I'd always assume mediums were like magicians playing tricks, but after looking into it, it began to change my mind. Now I'm a fully-fledged shaman and psychic medium, helping clients to heal from PTSD issues. I also perform soul retrievals and clear out dark energies in homes. To this day, Andrew hasn't had any more PTSD issues. He's like a brand new man. And if we ever face anything like that again, we'll be prepared. OK, well, I can only apologise. I don't know that I quite trust her and her psychic abilities. Um... Can, um, can somebody tell the, this lady? Yes, I will tell you. It's not quite as simple as that. My love. But it was a lovely story in a way, wasn't it? Um, as I said, I think the scaly figure was him crawling on the bleeding floor, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. OK, try not to I'm sneeze sorry. during I th- oh, the it show. Might, it might have been a demon. It might have been a demon! In the meantime, poor Ruth... Oh, it's very sad. She speaking called, of demons. Speaking of demons, she called me over to her flat at number six, Erskine Court, this week... Have a little listen to this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Come in, come in. I've got something yeah. to show you. Come in. All oh, right, nice. But by the way, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your dad. You haven't seen me since he died, have you, Clinton? No, I, I, I did pop a, a card through, but... Uh, it's been ten days since he's died, Clinton. T- I'm not t- ten days, yeah. No, well, look, if you, you ever want to come down and you know, have a cup of tea, if you're feeling a little bit sad, you know, please, please do. Oh, I will. Thank you, Clinton. Definitely, I'll come yeah. tomorrow. No, I'll a bit busy. Bit, right, bit, 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 bit busy tomorrow. Probably best to let it brew a little bit, just grieve on on your own, but then maybe... <clears throat> or one of the other n- neighbours pop, pop over there, maybe. Anyway, what can I do for you, Ruth? Uh, and, uh, since my dad's died, I've been watching The Repair Shop. The Repair it, Shop, yeah. It's made me... It's made me sad and happy, but I thought I wonder if Jay Blades can repair this, because it's it was my dad's, and it's got a lot of sentimental value, and I think I could take it to to because he's ever so he's ever so clever, clever and, and, and kind, isn't? The thing is, uh, Ruth, that, that's that's what what is that? That's a dusty rubber plant, and I think it is actually rubber, isn't it? It's not a real one. It's just got a bit of dust on it. It's got some dust on it, but I think because there's a leaf that's broken off, and I think if I give it to Jay Blades, he could maybe repair it. Because I don't it was... want to piss on your chips, Ruth, but that, that it's not going to make the best tally, is it? You know, bring that in, st- stick a new leaf on, or even that one with a bit of glue, and then wipe it with a bit of wet tissue paper. I mean, that it's not going to take an awful lot of reconditioning is it it's just a rubber plant from his office as far as i can see maybe there's something else is there something else you can well there's a balloon that's burst that was at, the, at my dad's house right but well that what that thing there yeah it's this one was just a little bit of red rubber on with a bit of string on it what that Ruth, I don't think you understand it. It's not all right. It's sentimental value to you, my love, but it's not going to make a great television program, is it? You come in with a bit of. I mean, look at that. What's it going to make? That's not going to make. A, is he going to be going to get his experts, those two ladies, to what are they going to do with that? It's got a great big bloody hole in it as well. Something else. Yeah. What's this? What's this in this box? Is that your dance there? But yeah, that, yeah, the string's broken. It's one of these ball things. They could try, they could mend that, couldn't they? It's an executive toy, isn't it? That's not going to do it either, my love. You've got anything that's very personal to him? You know, I mean, that looks like something from about, Christ knows, a couple of years ago, that thing. It was personal to him. I know it, but... Fucking hell, Ruth, I know it's personal to him. I'm just saying it's not, they're not... They, 
they normally take it away for a few weeks and make something out of it. What they're going to do with this, take the string off, reattach it to a new balloon, blow the f***er up and hand it to you. I've got this, I've got a comb. I've got a comb of my dad's. It's um, one of the teeth has fallen off. One of the teeth has fallen off. I've got a comb and he used to always comb his hair. And yeah, I didn't that, couldn't they, at the repair shop. Yeah. Well, well, well worth the license fee, isn't it, to see Jay Blade get a soldering iron and attach a little bit of plastic to that. I'll tell you something, I've got your dad here, Ruth. I don't want to upset you. Don't want to upset you, I've got your dad here. And he's got, yes, yes, he's right in. He's saying, lovely do, which was a nice do, wasn't it, Yad? Yeah, it was a nice the balloons the, the balloon was at the do and he says probably best to just keep the balloon to remember to remember him by and he says what's that song by Nana 99 red balloons I think of you and let it go and yeah. and and but don't let it go to Jay blades keep it is actually what he said he said don't waste Jay blades time he's and he says he's gone now but not to worry he's very very happy. Why, uh, are you point, why are you pointing to that? That's an espresso machine. Yeah, that. I think because the problem with the Nespresso machine um, now, Clinton, is that the pods get stuck. One of the pods has got stuck. Right. So I, I, it needs to be repaired. Yeah, that's not even your dad's though, is it? That's something you bought recently. From what I remember, from his inheritance money, wasn't it? Espresso machine because you fancy a coffee and make a fucking entire episode out of it, are they? I told you that my dad wanted me to have an espresso machine, but they told me with the inheritance. You write into J Blades. You write into J Bloody Blades and see how we got going. I'm not wasting my time with this. Oh, your dad's back. He says you're a fucking idiot. Goodbye. Your problems now. Uh, once again, nobody's been in touch. Don't trust us. Don't trust us for one second. But they have been in touch with Jane Dealey from Take a Break, Fate and Fortune. Who apparently is more trustworthy. Apparently. This woman, if, she's, if they're not making up these problems themselves. Should I cut Dad off? My sister announced that she's broken up with her boyfriend. Oh, that's a shame. He's a high earner and heavily subsidised her lifestyle, but she was resentful at doing so much housework. However, my dad won't respect her wishes and really wants her to get back together with him. Right. I've said it's not our place and it's her decision, but he won't listen. It's so disrespectful. I'm at the point of cutting him off. Do I wait until things calm down, says Sharon, 38, of Leicester. Now, uh, Jane says, I've pulled the Nine of Swords card for you, which shows anxiety and pressure. Your dad has a high opinion, they often do, dads, and likes to control. But he's always been like that. Maybe avoid him for a while, but I don't feel you're done. I see that it wasn't just about lifestyle. Your sister never got what she wanted from the relationship. She left for the right reasons. A little bit presumptuous. <laughs> Tell your sister to stay away because I see a new love. Her new partner will be amazing. She already has him in her life oh. as a friend. Now, look, can I just ask this? All right, you know, if you're talking purity of heart, yes. if you're talking about ethics... Yes. You want to be with someone, it's nothing to do with money, it's nothing to do with financial, uh, you know, pecuniary. No, it should be about who is um, fulfilling your heart and soul. But what I will say is this, Linda, and I know you're 
poor as a church mouse. Yes. Would you... But happy. But, but happy. But happy. Would you consider... I mean, could you put it to the back of your mind if you found someone physically repellent right. to marry them just because they've got a few quid? Please answer. It's a serious question! It would all depend. I would say, of course, my first instinct would be, oh, no, no, no. Right. But uh, how, how rich are we talking? Are we talking, could he live somewhere else? In which case, I could probably... I could probably... I could probably live with that. But if what... he lived somewhere else and I saw him twice a year... Yes. And... Yeah, I could probably manage it for a... I'm talking billionaire lifestyle. Oh, well, no, 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 I'm not talking about a billionaire. I'm talking? talking about... Well, you've disappointed me there. I really would certain you just say it was love or nothing. <laughs> well, how much I'm, are we talking? I'm talking about... How lavish, you know, sort of person who... I can't think of the modern equivalent. He drives a Rover right. 3,500. Oh, okay. Goes to the golf club. He's, he's, he's oh, something... we're talking Farage rather than Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, Farage. No, no, but I mean, I'm not talking about a billionaire. I mean, I consider... You know... Someone who's got a Jaguar? No. What about somebody who's got a nice conservatory and one of those Pog and Paul sort of kitchen <laughs> type things? Is that, is that a little, like, pamphlet? Has he got an island? An island in oh, the middle, oh, oh you know. tricky for me now. No, no. Drinks no. cabinet? A ca- cabinet. A cabinet, you know, with a sort of nice, let's fix you a drink, you know, that sort of I don't want him around. If he's repellent, I don't want him around. Sit on lawnmower. Sit on lawnmower. That sort of, that kind of. Would he have? Um, a, I don't know. Someone attractive to drive that. Oh, who when he goes out yes. like a pool cleaner or something. Sort of Mellers. Okay, so if, if he were a billionaire, yes. A billionaire who lives on a different continent, yes. <laughs> okay, well, can I? Well, can I ask you this? That. But I don't oh, see what would be in it for him. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Look at you! Of course, you'd be in it for him. If you... What about the... If... Um, is it true? Is it not true to say that quite often the very qualities that make someone, you know, quite wealthy mm. and sharp elbows in business and don't take no for an answer, yeah. being a bit of a... Yeah. Of exactly the sort of qualities that would repel you from someone in the first place. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Right. But like I say, so it'd have to be billions for me to OK, and did that. your parents ever dislike a boyfriend yes, in the past? Yes, all of them, every single one. Really? Well, what sort because of thing my, did you drag home? my dad a healthy disrespect for anyone who'd be interested in me. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. Because he always was on the... Um, he was always protective, my dad. Right. And so he liked them to be a little bit scared of him at all times. And Emilio wasn't scared of him? No, I think Emilio was a bit too old for that trick. Um, okay. But, um, you know, as teenage boys, I, I do think a little bit of fear. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Absolutely correct. I always found it very strange when my friend's parents were, like, calling the boyfriend's, you know, son and welcoming him in. Thank you very much for that. That is exactly what I wanted to say, because sometimes, and it didn't really... I knew friends who were very, very close to the mother and the father, and it was splitting up with them, wasn't yeah. it? It was like you're splitting up with the girl, and you've also got to split up with the mum sort of thing. I still miss my first boyfriend's mum. I still miss her every day. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, yeah, Did- but- how did she feel about you and him sort of being together? Were you allowed to sleep in the same room? Or were you very oh, no, young we were then? quite young. But she, she was just very protective. And I think, actually, she saw in me a little bit of what she was like before she got married and had her soul drained yeah. away. Because she married a very... <laughs> 
a very well let's let's just refer back to our previous conversation Go somebody who was very successful in business let's say that well there you are that's and what happened she gave it all up um, and but she'd been an aspiring actress and oh I God. think she just saw me full of all hope and opportunity oh, and thought it was great anyway God. I do remember the last conversation we had with her on the yeah. phone when I got back and we'd split up yeah. and she said I'm so sorry about what's happened oh God that's broken my heart I bet she misses me Oh, well, do you want to say her name or no, maybe... I no, can't, no, no. She knows who she is. OK. I hope she's all right. All right. Look, we're going to move on on that rather sad note to place hauntedplaces. Oh, in, in reference to that... Uh, she hasn't finished, folks. In reference to that problem. Yeah. It's your sister's problem, not yours. Not your circus, not your monkeys. Leave your dad and your sister to sort it out. Quite right. Very, very good advice given to you there. <laughs> hauntedplaces.org oh, now this, this is quite a long thing so I don't know whether to cut this a little bit but this do you remember we do this reviews of haunted places mm. and this is the Somerville light scary light at Sheep Island Road South Carolina. Carolina. It's believed to be the ghost of a woman who lived there over a hundred years ago. Legend has it that she met her husband at the train after work every night with a lantern to guide them home. He was killed in a logging accident nearby. And don't you knew you knew I was gonna do that, didn't I? I've been watching you sitting on the toilet. A logging accident. Very nasty. Very, very nasty. <laughs> uh, nearby, apparently, these many years later, the woman's ghost still makes the trek. The light is a green glow. Some say basketball size. You can tell this is an American thing. <laughs> that hovers over the road. It may start out in a small, start out small and far away, but gets closer. Oh, now, isn't that just a will of the wisp? It could be a will of the wisp, but have a listen to this, because sometimes you think America is just like Britain, until you read this stuff, the way it's expressed, it's so bloody American. Here we go, this is Nurse Chris okay. in, on July the 17th answering this. I've got to do the accent because do of the, the way accent. it's written. Please do. I've seen the light several times over the years. It used to be what my girlfriends and I would do after a Somerville High football game. So American. I've never been green when I've seen it, though. Oh, it's, it's never, never been green when I've seen it, though. Just a yellow light that appears at the end of the road that slowly moves towards you until finally disappearing, sometimes off into the woods on either side of the road. Definitely gave us teenage girls a good scare. Still, they did go down the lane. Went down the lane. CMG writes, without full stops... <laughs> Me and my friends went a while ago and they were hype and so was I, but I kind of didn't believe it and we got there and parked by the road, by the barricades, and we walked past them and walked. It was like 20 minutes since we got there, cold as F and was like, man, I'm ready to go. Forget this. Then we saw very light white smog cross the street far, far back and I was like, no, lol, I'm just hallucinating, but my friend said if we saw that, then we watched no one talk and all you saw was a light that got bigger and bigger and I completely lost it. I'm the heaviest in the group, eh? And I literally beat them to the car except for my friend who runs a lot. I honestly say it was sort of weird but fun. <laughs> anyway, there's loads of this. It goes on and on and on until it gets to the very end and D. Gorm just says, ain't no light, ain't no ghost, nothing for you folks to see here. 
That sounds like the sort of thing a ghost would say. Absolutely. Well, here is someone who will tell us about a ghost on the road. It could even be the highwayman Dick Turpin himself. It's a fella who got in touch with me called John McMahon. Hello, Clinton. Hello, my friend. Namaste to you. Shalomar, shock attack. I understand you've got a story about a highwayman. Please regale us while Linda puts on the spooky music, please. Go. Well, some years ago, probably back in the early 90s, I was, yes. I was driving home from a girlfriend's house uh, in Bagshot. Right. And it about, about two o'clock in the morning, quite rainy and wet, and I was driving down the road. And they'd just opened a new bypass. They'd done a lot of excavation work, just opened a new bypass between Bracknell and Basingstoke and Sanders. Right. Uh, sorry, Bracknell. Bracknell and Bagshot. And I was driving down the road. Needless detail, but kindly slow down and make it a bit more dramatic, John. Will do. And I was driving down the road, and at the corner of my eye, I saw this chap standing by the side of the road in a long coat. Go on. Thinking, this is a bit odd, but no, it's two o'clock in the morning. He's he's, he's walking, maybe walking home from the pub. Right. And then he he turns around, looked looked at the car as I was driving towards him, and then stood stepped out into the middle of the road. Oh, my God. Looked directly into the car, right into my eyes. Yes. And I, and I braked the car. I had a shitty old 309 at the time, so yeah. I braked, skidded, got out of the car, looked around, thought I'd hit someone, thought I'd killed somebody. No, God. nothing at all. Nothing, no marks of the car, no body, nothing lying around. Goodness me, I thought, right, get back in the car, shot yeah. home, couldn't sleep, absolutely shit myself. Yeah. Got up, got up the next day thinking, well, you know what? Probably just trick of the light. Didn't yes. see it. You know? yes. Spoke to a friend of mine that night in the pub, uh, and he worked in that area. He used to he used to work at a cinema, and he'd come backwards and forwards quite late at night. Yeah. And he said that he'd seen this as well. The uh, same bloke. Definitely the same, same bloke. bloke. Well, he'd seen a figure who was who when we discussed it. Yeah. yeah kids look the same right and looking at local history yeah um it appeared that that new roundabout was a crossroads at some point right. and that's where they used to hang the high women when they were caught okay when you say he was wearing a hat was it like a tricorn sort of hat that it was, was like a, it was a big i would say yeah more like a more like a, a flat top witch's hat so like uh the one you see maybe oh guys. i know shylock shylock uh, yeah, something along the lines of, lines of that, yeah. But you uh, think uh, you you saw Dick on the side of the road near Bray, was yeah. it? <laughs> Bracknell. Bracknell, yeah. I just wanted to say Dick by the side of the road. It's pathetic, isn't uh, yeah. it? Yeah. All right, sorry. <laughs> no. And, OK, so, so your friend is convinced that it was maybe some kind of highwayman as well? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pubs in the area called the Jolly Farmer, and apparently right. the far, the far, there's a farmer who was a highwayman and was hung for... Obviously, being a highwayman. Well, it doesn't now, sound very really jolly, does it? Jesus. It not, well, no, no. So whether that or not was him, and then years later, we, we, we didn't speak about it for a long time. And then years later, my yeah. brother, who, who works abroad, I don't see him a lot, said to me, "Oh, never guess what? I was talking to one of his friends, and this yeah. guy I saw half them, and he had this story about hitting a guy on the same stretch of road in a car." Bloody hell. And was like, and, and this guy's very serious guy doesn't, you know, he's, he's yeah, exactly he's not the same story. To, uh, tall stories, sort of no, not at all. I, and um, saw exactly the same as exactly the same thing I did. A guy, you know, a tall hat, black coat. Do, 
Uh, tell me, John, just remind because I was flippant about where it was, but it might be useful to know. Just tell me exactly where it was, where this uh, dick was hanging out. <laughs> it was between uh, Bracknell and uh, uh, Sandhurst. It was on between the... Bracknell and Sandhurst. Yeah, uh, on the new okay. bypass. All right, now listen, I understand... Uh, have you finished with that particular story? Because it's a fascinating story. Yeah, uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had another one you wanted to tell us. Now, this is, I want to warn you, John, the podcast is very bloody long this week, so get to the bloody point of it now, it's quick. To, again, back in the 90s, I'd say 95, 96, yeah. uh, I, I, uh, I, there's a girlfriend and she lived in a house, a shared house in Twyford. Right. An old Victorian house. Yeah. And... As you go in, just you'd have the stairs up to the right, the big landing above you, oh, yeah. and <laughs> the stairway to Christmas, the stairway yeah, to paradise, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And then you would be downstairs, and you'd hear footsteps running up and down the stairs and running up and down the landing, right. and it sounded like two young toddlers' footsteps. And then Ooh. you'd hear laughter and whispering. So couldn't hear any words, couldn't make out any words at all. All you'd do is hear whispering and laughter. Right. Now you tell you could tell these people that you could tell them to be quiet. You say, "I'll oh, be quiet watching TV." You're kidding, right? No, and it's, I've and heard it's of this before. I've experienced yeah. that before. You, so you'd be down sort of in the living room or something. Yeah, you'd be what in the living of, room. What sort of year was this, John? It was ninety-five, ninety-six. I remember it was Euro. The ninety-six Euros was on. So and you might be down there. So can you be quiet, Gareth? Gareth Southgate's about to take a penalty. <laughs> He's missed a penalty. You'd be down there saying, "Gladiators is on in a minute." Yeah. Oh, you'd say that, and it would it'd go quiet. But then that night, yeah. you, your keys would go missing, or things would be uh, misplaced. Yeah. I had for work at the time. I had a big, like a big key strap. So I was in security at the time. I had a big key strap, right. and that would be that would be tied in knots. Um, and also oh, the wow. the back the back garden. If you went to the back garden, you had to take yeah. a front door key with you because yeah. the, the back door would close and the bolts would go on. You're joking. No. Um, I was, where, my, where was my it? Girlfriend, Tell me where it was, this house. It was in Twyford. You know what yes. I'm going to ask you. It's the obvious, obvious thing. Was it a yeah. semi-detached property and you could hear all this action going on through the walls? Um, yes. It was yes. semi-detached. Oh, however, oh, okay. I'm playing devil's advocate, John, but go on, however what? However, I was on night shift and I was, and, and I was the only one in the house some days and there was no one next door, there was no noise. You could hear this laugh. It was definitely coming from the landing and the stairs area. You could hear the whispering and the landing. And how could next door put my bolts on in my kitchen if I went out the back? They well, couldn't do that. I don't know, children. Mm. I, you know me, I'm a believer. I've seen yeah, it, yeah. seen it myself. But I wondered whether, um, you know, perhaps they just had access and it was all a big game, you know? Possibly. Yeah. I, Tell me, in that house, did you have a chub, John? Which is <laughs> only when she was around, not during the day. I think that's pretty conclusive myself, but other people... I'm just saying what other people would say. Yeah. Have you got anything oh, else I, quickly, I'm... John? Have you got anything else quickly, just to rescue it? Um, no, I was, I didn't believe it at first, Clinton, to be fair. And, yeah. and I, I, I sort of poo-pooed the idea of taking a front door key with me. Yeah. But once I was locked out once, I took a front door key with me. And these bolts were big, rusty bolts. They wouldn't go on easily. Okay. And and they had a cellar in as well. And there's a cellar in the kitchen. Right. And that door, 
yeah, and I never went down the cellar. It was a spooky old place. Right, I want to tell you about John. I'm looking at him now on Zoom, and he seems a very rational person. And earlier he told me what he does for a living. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, John, but he's a very rational person and a very lovely person. I think you'll agree, ladies and gentlemen. It's John McMahon. Thank you, John. You go to number three in the spooky charts. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Just time for a couple more of your problems. And I think it is, you know, I only say this because I think it's worth actually tackling them. Listen, there may be someone at home listening to this for That's whom right. this rings a bell. Absolutely you know. right, so guys. You're welcome, even though you're too pussy to give us a ring. Come on, give us a ring or send a bloody email to clinton at clintonbaptiste.com and we will try to bloody well start out your problems. Do it. Do it right now and we'll do it. Can they ever be best friends like we... That's going to wear a bit thin, that, isn't it, soon? But it made me laugh. Can they ever be best friends like we are? My best friend from school had a baby the same time as me and we thought our boys would be the best of friends. Now they're four years old and her son beats up my little boy. I have made plenty nicely comments, but she says my son winds him up. What can I do? Becky, 33, of Great Yarmouth. Do you ever have you ever come across that did you come across that as a girl someone who was very very friendly and then they suddenly want to lay into you give you smack in the yes and how did you deal with that and how did your mother deal with that and do you have any problems you know with your nephew with your nieces do they ever my mother took me to one side and said if she does that again you smack her and i will not have seen it (laughs) And so that's what I did, and the violence ended. I like those old-fashioned <laughs> things. That's the way to do it. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa would have suggested that as well, and she's pure as the driven snow. Um, my nieces, one of them went through a pretty nasty spate of bullying at one point, or, oh. um, and I did not endorse violence. Right, but go on. I said, if she ever touches you, you tell on her. But I also said, you have full permission to use the strongest swear words imaginable to this person. Oh, my God, that's good advice. That's great advice. She's she's too nice, right? But I would say that you must tell the authorities. Must tell the teacher. The teacher. Tell the teacher. Don't worry about being a grass. Nobody, you know, because sometimes when you stick up... This is proper advice, that if you do stick up for yourself, and we've dealt with this, you must stick up for yourself in front of bullies. Yeah. You know, because very often they crumble away, don't they? Exactly. And I said to my niece, I said, if she touches you, we've got her. Absolutely. We have got her, I said, but you've got to tell the teacher there has to be a pattern of behaviour. That's right. So grass, grass, grass. Grass, grass, grass. And I think that really great advice. Very, very strong tonight. And if it carries on, I'll have a word with her mother. Okay, people come into our lives. This is what the advice is from Jane Dealey. People come into our lives for a reason, season, or a lifetime. Oh, I think you've said that before, haven't you? So while you and your friend might well see this through and be friends for life, doesn't mean your sons will be too, that's true. Understandably, you each want to protect your own sons. The angels confirm your son is a very sensitive soul. He's been here many times before, and as life continues... His wisdom will shine. Well, only four, you can let him lead you as to who he wants to be friends with. His instincts are good. He will know. 
ask the angels to help the boys play nicely when they're together and also speak to the fucking school and get him to have a detention. Say, thank you, angels, for helping the boys play nicely together while secretly emailing the headmistress and trying to get him kicked out of the school. Yeah, I don't think you should pressurise children into being friends just because they're the same age. I think that's bollocks and always has been. Right, quite right. Um, quite just right. like it annoys me when you've got friends, you've got a boy and a girl, it's like, oh, you're going to get married. Leave them alone. Let yes. them decide. That yeah. kid may be an a-hole. Let your child decide. Well, that, to be fair, that is what Jane Deal is saying, but I want to say that she's wonderful, Linda. Thank God she's, she's here. She's here. She's there. She's every plumbing where. And it's Linda. Ladies and gentlemen, she's absolutely superb. This is the juicy one. Which man is for me? Read that out, Linda. Now this is my department. I'm in my 40s and have been single for about five years. Oh, I'm sorry about that, love. I tried online dating and now I find myself with three men who are keen. One is like a mate. I don't fancy the pants off him, but there is a flicker of attraction. Ooh. The other is sweet, hardworking and solvent. He'd be ideal marriage material. The third is very attractive, but we don't have loads in common. I'm finding it impossible to choose, so how do I pick, says Marie44 of Exeter. Oh, it's difficult. Uh, I'm pondering over that. This is, well, look, this is the, this is the answer. Wow, you lucky... Th- no. From... Fa- Hey? This, this is all going to be wrong, but you carry right, on. Right, okay, this is, this is, I don't, is this Jane Dealey? Wow, you lucky thing, men falling at your feet. Don't jump in. Take your time to chat and see how things develop. Now, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Here's a ritual to, here's a ritual to help you see things more clearly. It should take place over seven days. You need three different pens to write in the same colour. Name each pen after each of your admirers. <laughs> Shove them up your ass. All disposable. <laughs> All disposable. Um, place them in a container on your bedside table at the end of each day when you've turned out the light. Remove a pen and place it to one side. The next morning you will see who you've selected or been drawn to that day. What does that mean? When the lights are... Oh, you turn out the lights and you just reach into it's the basically pen. basically hip-dip-do. I mean, why would you do that with your love life? No, I think if you're not that bothered, you're not bothered about any of them, let's be honest. If you reread that, ah, uh, he's all right, but he's not quite. Yeah. He's all right, but he's not quite. They're not the right people. Next. I think Next. that's terrible. So anyway, the, the, the upshot is you, you you see which pen you drew out, which is <laughs> terrible. That's not fair on anyone. That's absolutely terrible advice. But what I will say is this. Good luck, and I hope... <laughs> Happens at some point. <laughs> anyway, listen, we're gonna we're gonna call things to an end now. Oh. Order, uh, Linda. Have you had a nice time? I have. I've had an okay time. An yes. okay time. All right. Damn it with faint praise. Linda, what will you be doing when you leave this holy place? I'm going to Lidl's. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, so that'll what be What are you going to do there? I'm going to buy. Well, honestly, I'm going to buy a little bit of little salmon. Well, join us next week when we'll hopefully have a slightly more interesting uh, <laughs> topic of conversation. Until next time, be good. If you can't be good, be careful. Be careful. All right, until next time, namaste. Bye-bye, Linda. Bye-bye. My thanks to Linda, Sally Gillespie, Ruth Abbott and John McMahon. Thanks also to Dave Brinkworth for the music and to Glow 
for singing it. Seriously, if you want to see a really funny comedy show, come to the 100th Club on the 24th of September to see Clinton Baptiste Sunday Seance. I'll be there where you can do your ghost stories, you can be on the bloody podcast live, as live. There's another one on the 15th of October, and there's another one on the 26th of November. Look, go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste Sunday Seance. Thank you. Stop making my nighty rise up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.